Hey, Ball Squad. Hey, Kami House guest. Uh, it's Aaron. Uh, I'm just giving you a little setup before we get into the interview proper to sort of explain the opening. If you didn't hear the last episode, uh, this interview that we have with Tomas and Sebastian, it was supposed to be a part of an actual episode. This was only supposed to go for about five, ten minutes, but... It went way longer than that because they're really good dudes uh, and we had a blast talking to them. Uh, so the beginning is supposed to be like one of our classic commercials that we do. Talking about the episode of Taste of Destiny where Goku goes down in the ice cave to try and find the super sacred water. This is why this all takes place in a cave theater of the mind style. So that's just so you know why we start this interview in a very weird way. And with that out of the way, please enjoy the interview. Oh, Aaron, it's so cold. It's, 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 it's freezing. It's as if we're farther north than we normally are. I mean, I thought we were just watching Goku go through that ice maze. And now I feel like we've stepped into one of our own. Yeah. Well, let's just, let's just turn around this corridor. I'm sure something will be helpful there. Ah, ah. It's, it's Drake. <laughs> ah, oh, no. Alanis Morissette. <laughs> ah, Aaron, I smell the heavy scent of gravy and cheese curds mm. on fried potatoes. I believe they call that poutine. I see there's a delicious coffee and donuts without the pretentious green and white. <laughs> I... Aaron, I'm actually feeling quite at ease now. Yeah, Every, very, very relaxed. Yeah. It seems like, uh, oh, I see two really nice people over there. Let's, let's I go see talk two to great, them. Yeah, I see two great guys. Let's walk over. But, I got uh, killer t-shirts on. Yeah. <laughs> How's hey, it hey. going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you know, gentlemen. Lost? Hi. Yeah, we're a little lost. We, we lost our podcast. Uh, and we're trying to find it, but I don't know. I see y'all have mics set up so we can talk. So we know what that means. We can talk to y'all for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love to talk to other people with microphones. It makes us feel more at ease. Well, uh, well welcome to Canada. It's, uh, it's lovely up here, you know, only, only slightly below freezing. Lots of warm Timmies everywhere. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, warm Timmies. I've never heard it called that before. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a Tim Hortons? Yes, yes. That, that, would, be a, that would be a Timmies location. <laughs> Yeah, here, I'm just going to read this plaque that you have here on your table. Uh, we're talking to S Sebastian and Tomas uh, from Katana Sakana, uh, an amazing t-shirt company. Uh, we actually, the reason they're so friendly is because we met them before at Anime NYC. Oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> these large coats is how we, why we didn't recognize them mm -hmm, right off mm -hmm. the bat. <laughs> oh no, we we're used to it up here, man. We're in Hawaiian t-shirts and uh, you know board shorts, some flip flops. Mm -hmm. You're you're both sweating. Yeah, you guys are you guys look you guys look hot. <laughs> Gonna go make a snow angel outside. Ooh. Before that, got a few questions for you. First of all, y'all want to just introduce yourselves properly uh, to the audience? Yeah, sure. So I'm Tomas. And we're, you know, Katana Sakana. We make anime-inspired shirts. And actually, speaking of anime in New York City, uh, when we drove down there in November, it was the first real blizzard of the year. Uh, it was quite funny because we were commenting on the way back, like, there must have been 30-something accidents the minute we crossed the border. Like, Oh, geez. Oh, wow. Like a zombie apocalypse Canadian version. 
Yeah. We're like, <laughs> man, like we drive in snow all the day up here. But like the minute the snowstorm hit New Jersey or New York, it was like, oh man, everybody just gave up. Just get oh. on the side of the road. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, especially in New Jersey, the drivers, they give up very easy. <laughs> they just, they either yell or they give up. Yeah, it was a it was a heck of a drive. I think it actually took us like twelve hours to get down there. Yeah. Wow, should have taken eight. But and we met you guys there, and it was awesome. Uh, so I'm actually from Kingston, which is like three hours away from Toronto. But uh, we're actually Sebastian and I grew up together in Kingston, and then we both moved to Toronto, lived together for many years. And one day, the two of us were just sitting around making jokes and being idiots, and we're like, "Man, you know what I miss? Like having clothing from like shows that I like, like Dragon Ball." You know, uh, Cowboy Bebop, FLCLs. Like, I can never find something that I'd actually feel, you know, confident wearing in public and wouldn't be embarrassing. Like, we should make them. And then that was a few years ago, and we started making our own shirts. Uh, I'll let Seb do a bit of a intro about himself. Yeah, I think you kind of said everything that needs to be said about me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we just one day. I think I think I came home. It was in the summer too. It was, it was actually less than a few years ago. It was a year and a half ago now. Like exactly a year and a half. Came home one summer day too, and it was super fucking hot. And you know, obviously, uh, super hot weather calls for uh, super awesome subtle t-shirts. And uh, I was just like, you know what, Tomas, let's just let's just do it. You know, we had this idea, this like crackpot idea. Let's just let's just do it. Let's just draw something. And the first, I think, the first several maybe dozen designs are probably shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have some of the pictures saved on my computer. Man. Yeah, no, like, there's yeah, this would look good. And then we put it. Out. I remember the first one we tried was Cowboy Bebop with like a saxophone in space and we're like, yeah, that'll look so cool. And then we put it on a shirt and we're like, man, it's like space jazz. It's just so fucking stupid. (laughs) Kind of, kind of reminded us of like, just like some gorilla in space meme or something at the time, like something that was floating around. (laughs) It just wasn't a good idea. I think there were some designs that ended up looking a little phallic, you know, some designs that ended up just being too abstract. So there's a lot that kind of hit the floor. The first real one that made it through was actually the Rasengan. It was, it was it was a fun process. Yeah, I think Naruto, Dragon Ball Z were some of our first, like, and probably still our most popular designs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm currently rocking the uh, Saiyan capsule shirt right now, um, and yeah, it's one quality of the shirt, fantastic. It's very soft on my supple skin, um, and then um, I I love having just like very small minimalist anime stuff. Uh, to wear like I have a red ribbon hat that always gets yeah, we talked about. Yeah. Um, and uh, this shirt is also one of those things where if I wear it, everybody who sees it kind of like looks and then they're like give it a little head nod. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's a saying capsule. You could say it. You could, you could come out and be out loud about your love for anime. Um, and I think that's what these, the, like these shirts can really do that. Like I'm looking at the Rasengan shirt right now and I'm mad that I don't have it because it's it's simple it's cool um it's naruto's best technique i mean what what more could i want so actually when we first started i think our very first catchphrase which has since died but it was uh, anime shirts you won't be ashamed to bring home (laughs) (laughs) y'all y'all are the anime t-shirt company i've been looking for this is true all my life yeah that's exactly the idea you had like you said it is sort of if you see no on the show you'd recognize it right away and if not you just think like yeah cool design like that's kind of our our shit test for any shirt is it needs to kind of meet that criteria before we'll put it up perfect how did y'all first get introduced to anime 
that goes back uh, <laughs> quite a while. Probably like, I don't know, since we were 10, maybe. I think around Shonen Jump, maybe. Yeah, it kind of started with Shonen Jump and the like English release of it. It was like a, I think it was bi-weekly or monthly. I think monthly. monthly. It was a monthly like magazine subscription. I'm sure you had it in the, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Growing up, not me. I think I was probably just introduced when in introduced to anime when I stayed up a little too late and ended up watching Toonami and probably Roroni Kenshin or something came on and I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And then I just kept watching and uh, found more stuff. Yeah. Roni Kenshin. That brings me back. Cause like, I think that was the early day. I think when that was kind of airing too, I remember going, I can't remember the website, but I remember that I still had dial up internet at home. This is like before high <laughs> speed. So like, there's no fucking way I could watch it. I have to buffer the thing for, you know, a week in order to watch five minutes of the episode. Right. So I'd like go to school, which had a DSL connection so I could actually load an episode in a decent amount of time, you know, 10 minutes to watch the first five minutes of an episode. Of course, of course. Watch Ronnie Cash, and it was like mind-blowing at the time, too. This was, oh, dub- yeah. this, was, this was, of course, dubbed as well. This wasn't in the original Japanese, the superior Japanese, but... <laughs> but yeah, it was like that early... I can't remember, man, I can't remember the name of that website, but that and Shonen Jump, yeah. which first introduced us to like Naruto, DBZ, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, there was Hunter Hunter, Hunter Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, so I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, something that kind of died out. I'm not sure if you get like Shaman King. Shaman King, that's it. That's what I'm <laughs> Wait, Aaron, are you familiar with Shaman King? I remember, see, uh, I was not a reader of Shonen Jump, but my my buddy who had more money than me at the time <laughs> and got helped me get more into anime, uh, he he was he was reading it for a bit. I just remember the covers like Shaman King. I'm like, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like they would release this monthly magazine of all viz i think it was viz and they would sort of it would mail to you directly to your house so you just sign up for a yearly subscription and you'd get like every month you eagerly await the next volume and you know they always had one piece in it i think and naruto were the two flagship ones nice yeah well i mean one piece makes sense that that show is almost at a thousand episodes or something like that something ridiculous and the creator is like yeah no this is exactly how i planned it out i wanted it to go this long there's still a lot more to get to i'm just like good luck it was good it was a good time i don't even know if shonen jump still exists no i think it i think it ended but like i remember it being like you know my reason to live (laughs) (laughs) it was like that one time of the month and then of course you get it you wait a month for it and you get it and you read it in you know 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) then you just sit manga is like all all image like zero text or the text is like exclamation marks Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that like going off of that what shows or movies were like the first big influences for you i mean you guys talk about dragon ball naruto but maybe um like some of the other ones that you guys kind of fell into or were less of um uh, what's the what's the word for it less not stereotypical but less prototypical i guess of like the anime genre and things like that that like kind of inspired you to make shirts based off of them yeah i'll go first like my favorite anime of all time i watch it like once a year is cowboy Beat. It, it was really the first one for me that really like left a lasting influence i feel like there was a period of time sort of in maybe like the mid to late 90s where the collection of anime that people watched was pretty narrow. You had like Cowboy Bebop, 
Samurai Champlo, Evangelion, the mainstream flagships like Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto. But, you know, and then eventually you'd work your way into FLCL maybe or Helsing, but it was a pretty niche community. And anybody else that watched anime had seen all of the same shows around that time. But right. now it's, yeah. it's changed a lot, right? Like, you know, when we were at this convention, people would come up and be like, hey, do you have a shirt from, you know, Ancient Magus Bride? And like, you know, like, I don't even know what that show is, man. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, oh, it's really good. It's about this, like, young girl that gets seduced by this 300-year-old vampire. (laughs) And you'd be like, oh, yeah, check that out. (laughs) (laughs) That's right up my alley. (laughs) Uh, But I think for me, anyway, it's Cowboy Bebop. And we have two shirts from Cowboy Bebop. Um, The Swordfish Rose, which is the sort of Cowboy Bebop, or Spike Spiegel's... um, mono racer kind of coming from a rose because he gives julia a rose at the end mm-hmm. petals fall and then we also have the bang one you know the little last signature last scene where spike points at the camera and goes bang and it's unclear what happens there's actually a, a tv channel here that we watch as kids called ytv when it shut down the host at the very last episode he did the exact same thing at the camera and went bang no one really got the reference but that's kind of cool canada's anime as hell yeah exactly <laughs> I don't think anybody watching the show knew what it was, but later on it was, you know, people will rewatch it like, oh, snap, he's making a Catwoman <laughs> reference like on live television. That's pretty sick. That'd be like if um, at the end of Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Ackerman like turned and put on the Hokage hat <laughs> or something like that, for me at least, because um, Scott is my Hokage of comedy, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for me, like uh, one of the lesser, I mean, not lesser known, it's pretty famous, but uh, like I remember early on, one of my first memories of like real anime was Ninja Scroll. I don't know if you Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninja Scroll. But it was like, you know, pretty groundbreaking at the time and still is like highly influential, you know, influenced the Matrix and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like it sticks with me because I remember there's like an old video rental store chain in in canada called the jumbo video i don't know if you probably remember it jumbo video anyways it's gone now but it, it sticks in my mind particularly because that was a time too and this is like mid late 90s where video rental stores still had like you know adult sections right and so the, and, the, and this particular video store had an adult anime section it's like now probably oh known as hentai <laughs> <laughs> but before that it was like adult animation from japan or something mm. along those lines and i remember this this particular video was like it was the anime section the normal it was like the regular anime section it was right beside the adult anime section and i remember just looking through all the regular anime finding ninja scroll but then of course you know glancing over at the section right beside it which was adult anime and this has nothing to do with Ninja Scroll, but I remember there being like tags on those adult animation. This was also VHS cassette tapes of just like notices to wash the wash the video, make sure the video was clean before you return it. <laughs> oh no! And that just, like, had nothing to do with Ninja Scroll, but it always stuck with me. And that was like one of my first earliest anime <laughs> <laughs> from childhood was the, to wash the di- or to wash the, the cassette before you return it. It's that's hardcore. Weird. And it's like, you know, it, it just brings, like, when I go, when we went to Anime NYC, we saw some pretty questionable things, too. And it just it always brings up those memories. <laughs> like, waifu pillows is one thing, but seeing, like, hentai collage hoodies and stuff like that. Was yeah, some, yeah, some, some we, bold, bold folks. Yeah, we, we noticed around. that as well. And it's it's not just in those spaces. I think New York is a hotbed for, like, new 
fashion trends. And there are pockets of the New York community that's that you can see on a regular basis on your way to work rocking those kind of hoodies. And it's strange. It's just strange. I, I'm not I'm not knocking their style. Like if that's your if that's your style, it's your it's style. Art. But it's, art. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's it's art in a way. Um because like there are hoodies with like supermodels on them or you know like adult film stars and stuff like that. So why not? But it's still like a couple I mean, several avenues. Reasons, but I mean, but you know what I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Vince. What's underneath that? Okay, <laughs> underneath my saying capsule shirt, it's a different kind of capsule. If you know what I mean. Uh, Boy, I don't. I hope you guys don't either. <laughs> so speaking of sayings, we're uh, y'all. Y'all watch the episode. Uh, we're at the point where young Goku is looking for the sacred water. He's down in an ice cave. He's tempted by ghosts and or clones, apparitions of his friends and family. So for y'all, what would get you to go into an ice cave? What sacred item? Mm-hmm. Like if there's a divine something, what would Timmy, it be? Like divine Timmy's in there, maybe? <laughs> divine Timmy's. Yeah. It usually draws Canadians. Like we'll, we'll weather a blizzard, a storm. If there's a chance of Timbits, which is a small donut. <laughs> Small spherical they are delicious <laughs> and coffee. It's not great coffee, but it's Timmy's coffee. So it, there would be like divine Timmy's coffee and divine uh, Timbits. Timbits. Yeah. So like, I mean, Goku's reaction. I don't. Wanna, sorry, I don't mean to skip ahead, but Goku's reaction at drinking the divine water and Yajirobe's action at drinking the divine water is very similar to the reaction of drinking a Tim Hortons coffee here. <laughs> <laughs> Very, it's remarkably similar so there's there's just some guys standing there being like it's poison don't drink it man yeah yeah usually the cashier <laughs> <laughs> you know there's some guy shrouded in darkness in the back the baker just being like drink it and you will be stronger <laughs> It'll help you weather the blizzard. You'll get through this day. Yeah, a bunch of Canadians just being like, "I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway." <laughs> That's, I mean, it's two ninety nine. It's two nineteen. But also, you have to say this. You have to say you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> that's your. Ver- that's your verbal release. So is it? Is it Timmy's for both of you guys? Or I don't know. It's it's sort of like what we do every day to get a coffee anyway, right? You got to yeah. venture outside. <laughs> okay. Gave. <laughs> gotten a bit snobbier as you've gotten older so you know go for the more expensive coffees yeah i'm 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 guilty of that right now i'm drinking a like four dollar americano Ooh, i ah, see we've got our coffee up there take that <laughs> you, you guys canadiano yeah. down there or? yeah we do we do have yeah. canadiano coffee yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very it's very nice very polite <laughs> Um, it's always iced. It's always iced, and it's always very sorry. <laughs> All the cups have sorry about that on them. Um, so you guys have you guys have been friends for a long time. Um, when when was like the first time you met each other, and was there like that moment where you were just like, uh, you want to do karate in the garage? Yup. And then it was like over. Tomas and Sebastian are a friendship item. Honestly, it's karate in the garage, probably not too far away from the truth, but I think we actually originally bonded over 
Beyblades or something like that. Or that okay. Whoa. <laughs> I like. I love that. You guys were letting it rip. So, Beyblades. I kind of. Yeah. Oh, she, I mean, okay. We would have met in like grade seven. Maybe I think it was before five or six. Yeah, and we were, you know, we were like the kids on the playground. Everyone else was running around like, playing basketball or soccer. And we're like, man, let let let's go play Beyblades in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That was another thing we played a lot mm. here. And there was always some like thirty-year-old dude who had like all the best cards and just spent all his money on it. Just owning the ten-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it happens. It, it definitely. <laughs> Definitely happens. So, uh, with Yu-Gi-Oh, what was like? What was your best card that you remember having? Oh man, I had a I had a blue eyes white dragon. Woo, classic. That I got from a Shonen Jump issue. It came in the in the mail. What? Now that's that's awesome. Yeah, they used to give cards, and I had a. It was a. They used to give like a signature edition once a year. Would come with like a card in it. I was cleaning out my house recently. Uh, just to get rid of some stuff, and I found it, and I left it in the packaging and kept it, thinking it'd be more valuable one. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, I did the same thing for Pokemon cards. Like, scoured the earth for uh, holographic Charizard, and I still have like all of my holographics in a binder under my bed back at my uh, childhood home, and I have my parents on strict strict uh, rules. I was like, you can throw away whatever you want. Except for this binder. <laughs> it's going to be worth a lot one day. Yeah. It's like, one day, you'll see. Uh, baby pictures out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't need my baby pictures. You could throw my old bike away. I, you could throw everything in my room away. Just keep keep that binder. And my beanie babies. Keep those two. <laughs> I don't know. Like, have they ever, have they gone up in price? Like, are they worth anything yet? They still... The cards? Yeah. I think at the height of those things being valuable i think the char the holographic charizard was like the grand is the card dandel cards um i remember that being like 50 bucks maybe <laughs> but that was it it's like I'll, I'll get 50 dollars <laughs> be able to do whatever i want <laughs> that was all the money in the world like 50 dollars for what? one card yeah i'll, I'll spend all my all my allowance on on booster packs. Except when you wanted to tr- to actually sell it, a dealer would give you like 10 cents on the dollar yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 50 bucks. The magazines the you know, the valuation magazine says it right here. It's like, yeah, I'll give, I'll, I'll give it to you for, I'll take a dollar. It's a dollar. Sale. Or going into a comic book shop and it's like a trade day. So everybody's got their cards out and just like, well, what do you got? What do you got? But this business that you guys started, uh, Katana and Sakana, um, it first, like when you guys said you've been doing it for how long and like when it first started, what were some of like the big hurdles of getting like word out there and all that kind of stuff? Could you like tell us some of that? Yeah, sure. So, well, it started like I think probably about a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, summer 2017. And I, actually, I think our first biggest hurdle was picking a name. Um, it's hard to find a domain that's like not taken. Mm-hmm. probably have experienced that too like dot ca's are a little more free but dot coms are fucking they're all eaten up that, that's premium premium domain territory mm-hmm. <laughs> actually we landed on the name we have now which very few people ask about it, it's actually based sort of on cowboy bebop we were laughing one day at the gym we're like man if you if you don't know really know japanese which you know a little bit you might think swordfish is literally the words for sword and fish which is katana and sakana 
And we're like, oh man, it's kind of funny. Like it, a weeb would totally think that's how you say swordfish. And then we're like, oh, it's kind of catchy. And we were like, yeah. like idiots. And then we checked the domain was available and it was. And I was like, all right, let's buy it. It's alliterative. It's, you know, it sounds kind of nice. So we bought it. And ever since then, that's been the name. It's, it's also casually a reference to the swordfish, which is Cowboy, you know, Cowboy Bebop monoracer that Spike drives around. So. And like through this process and you guys have been selling shirts for a while, like when did you feel like um, you're like, yeah, this is, this is the real thing. This is like a real business. We're like really doing it. Cause I think we had that realization as a podcast. I think when we first got our, our first like listener email and it was from somebody that was like super far away and talked about how they ride their bike to work every day and were listening along with us. And it was like really early on. And we we're like, Oh, this is actually, people are actually enjoying what we're making. Uh, when did you guys have that kind of first experience? I, I wonder just because it, we, we have a similar uh, kind of theme going with anime, but we're a different medium. So I, I I'm curious. Yeah. I, I mean, Tomas, maybe you have a different opinion, but I think it was the first sale that we got outside of pity sales. So like, <laughs> any kind of startup, certainly retail, you the first little while is, is pity sales. Let's be honest. It's like right. friends, family, friends of friends, employees, bought a shirt. our moms bought shirts, right? Like my mom doesn't even know what anime is. <laughs> Can't pronounce anime. <laughs> you know, like you love the anime. But, um, I think it was the first sale we got outside of pity sales from like someone off in somewhere in the U S actually. Um, mm. I think it was somewhere in the U S but, uh, I remember that day because that was the day that I think we actually moved out of the apartment. Like we, we both found separate apartments cause we were roommates before. And then that was the, the day of moving. We got our first sale and we're like, Holy shit. Like someone actually <laughs> wants our shirt out of pity, <laughs> you know? Well, That's we, awesome. Yeah, when we first started, we actually we came up with 10, 12 designs. Like just, you know, uh, we came up with a lot more, but the 10, 12 we decided to print. And we ordered 100 shirts of, you know, standard distribution of T-shirts. And we got this massive box in our place. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, I guess now we got to try selling them. And for a while, we sold to friends and family. Some of those first designs, are, we still have them. They just, they're never going to sell. We don't know what we're thinking but uh, the first sale we got was, yeah, to someone we had no contact with. They just found our site. And I actually think when we were at Anime New York City was when I really thought we were sort of like... Well, Anime North, too, so, was a bit of a test. Yeah, we went to a, a smaller convention up here, and people would actually come to our table and really want to buy stuff. And oh, yeah. That's where you kind of were like, oh, actually, I guess this thing that we think is kind of cool actually resonates with other people. And it's very different seeing that in person than getting sales online. Uh, I'm, I think, a, a bit newer to the like convention scene, and yeah, you got your guys' table was really uh, jumping. It seemed like all day uh, at Anime NYC, um, but yeah, we've traveled to different, like a couple of smaller conventions, and like I'm all about it because it's such a cool celebration of like the thing that we all like, and everybody's just being really cool to each other about it um, and sharing their experiences and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome. That's really great. Yeah, Edmund so, New York City was was pretty cool. We actually had some guy came up to our table and was like, I saw you guys online. We're like, what? Like, really? He's like, yeah. Apparently, in April of this year, there was a Reddit thread about subtle anime t-shirts. 
And the top voted comment was some guy we had no contact with saying, I really like these guys' shirts and linked to our website. And a bunch of people upvoted it, commented on it. We had no idea. And then come November, somebody's like, yeah, here. Uh, he showed me on his phone the saved Reddit thread. I was like, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's sick. Someone out there yeah. referred somebody else to us, and a bunch of people agreed and went to our site. Awesome. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so so speaking of business, uh, there there's an ulterior motive of us getting lost in the science <clears throat> cave and meeting you here. Right, right, right. Of course, of course. Um, look, we... Let's pull it out. Uh, Vince, if you have part two, I'll pull out part one. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, we have a large list of... Yeah. Uh, anime t-shirt ideas uh, that we'd like to pitch to you. Um, so if you just want, you know, pick an anime y'all uh, are wanting to make more shirts of, and I'm we've sure definitely we got, we've definitely yeah. got an idea here in we've this massive, it. massive list. Yeah. It's many, many pages. I'll, uh, I'll throw you guys a low ball to start. Maybe uh, sword art online. Okay. Sword art online. Right, Aaron, me, um, to refresh my memory on this. But I definitely know it. It's where I got it, Aaron. It's it's where okay. a sword, like it, it's one of those like body switch animes where uh, like a a teenage girl dies and gets reincarnated into a sword that's making Tumblr art online. Right? Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> you know. That so we have better. <laughs> we have a really great T-shirt for that. Um, it's a uh, it's a sword. Dipped in paint, sitting on top of a computer. Okay. <laughs> and okay. The paint, like, I mean, just again, Vince is underselling this. It's the paint is like, it is messy. It is paint everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's like a handprint on the on the screen. Yeah, you yeah, make yeah. it. You know, you make it like an old PC with you know to make it vapor wavy and aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of those uh, one of those uh, old MacBooks, but it has like the the colored Mac desktop. You you guys remember those? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Everybody knows what those look like. Still, are colored with the white yeah. Apple logo. In the middle. So, all right. So, Aaron, I think that's our first one sold. All yeah. right, we'll we'll all take right, yeah, we'll mark that as sold. That yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, we'll put that on. We'll we'll wear that proudly at the at the anime convention. Uh, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, you kind of just perfectly described my own computer. It's kind of old and dripping with some, <laughs> some kind of substance. So you just take a picture of that. That's yeah. We've reduced your production time. <laughs> exactly. Um, and honestly, and you know, I know that might be a bit, you know, highbrow, a little esoteric. So on the back of the shirt, you just put "get it?" question mark, and then smaller font parentheses. It's sort art online. Yeah. So that for us, all of our T-shirts have that on the back. <laughs> Get it? Then in small parentheses, it's whatever the title of the show is. It's part of the Kame House Party signature collection. Absolutely, yeah. This is this is a collection. This is like when Diddy goes to Gucci. He's like, "I want to make pants." <laughs> and on the butt, it says, "Get it." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a pants. Yeah. It's a, it says, "Get it," and then in smaller parentheses, it's like Ciroc Platinum. <laughs> Done. There's a lot so, of synergy here. I'm loving it. Keep 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 the animes coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what else you got? What else you got? I was gonna go for a newer one, a Goblin Slayer. All right, Vince, I got this. Okay, Aaron, take it All away. Right. I've been I've been watching the Gobbo Slayer. So look, he's a tough guy. He he loves he just loves killing goblins. So what you do is you put um <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, do you it's deep in the notes. No, it's deep in the notes. I got deep it. in the notes. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
right. So it's it's a picture of a goblin. He has a sign. He's holding up a sign a la Wiley Coyote that says help. <laughs> In goblin, though. So for the true fans, they'll know. And then jumping on top of him is Goblin Slayer. But he's shaped like an anvil. And you just see his mask, his uh, helmet that he's wearing. And it's him still in a helmet as an anvil winking and giving a thumbs up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, mm-hmm. on the back, get it. He's got a Slayer season one, episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you want, we can get that into it for the specific references. Get the first episode. Season one, episode one is not. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, because I'm, I, I'm just I'm, I got a, I got a good brainwave going. And like right now, I'm thinking like to go along with that shirt for Goblin Slayer, like Into the Spider Verse just came out. So how about this? It's a picture of Norman Osborn with a sword through his chest, and Peter Parker who's not in a spider suit, and like Norman's not in a, a Green Goblin suit. He's just like dressed like Norman Osborn. So how do we and, know that they're Norman Osborn and Peter Parker? They're uh, both because, just like normal white guys. <laughs> I'm glad you asked because for this particular shirt, just because it's like a tie-in shirt, like I've already talked to Sony, they want this shirt made. Uh, at the bottom, it's it's got like in really small parentheses underneath like them, it's like, this is Spider-Man, get it. And then underneath Norman, it's like, this is Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin, a.k.a. Uh, the Hobgoblin in uh, the stupendous Spider-Man series. Plus, if anyone doesn't get it, you can always just be like, ah, check out the back of the shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think I think we're vibing really good. So uh give us another one. Give us another one. Oh, another anime. Hmm. What's some what's something I've watched recently? Uh we've been trying to do more movies. So okay. uh, maybe I'll give you guys a movie. How about uh how about Ninja Scroll? Ninja Scroll. All right. Okay. It's look, here's what it is, folks. It's Naruto. <laughs> he's he's on his laptop. I'm sorry. He's on his desktop. He's of course, of course. He's a hardcore PC gamer, but uh, he's just scrolling through Tumblr. Yeah, and the shirt's a GIF. If the shirt is a GIF. It, it's one of those small LED panels, and it moves. And on the back, it it still says "Get it" on the back, but another parenthesis says. I don't think you quite do because it's kind of a pun. And then it's a paragraph explaining it. It's a paragraph of the pitch I just gave. And then at the bottom of that paragraph, it says, believe it. (laughs) You casual. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually the word balloon from Naruto. He goes casual. (laughs) Norming. I'd wear a shirt of a ninja just scrolling through some Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you guys want to do variants, you, you maybe one is is Naruto, the next is Kakashi. You know, you just go through the whole rung of uh, Naruto ninjas, and they're just scrolling, just like scrolling through Red Tube. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Jiraiya's version. Jiraiya's yeah. scrolling through Red Tube. Oh, so yeah, Kakashi's on some fanfic, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Harry Potter erotic. I mean, that's like four T-shirts sold, right? Here. Yeah, I mean, that's four T-shirts sold. I guess our consulting fee, what did we discuss, Aaron? Like 6000 a shirt? It, 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 I mean, there's it's a percentage. It's a high percentage. We can talk yeah. numbers afterwards. Do you take Canadian tire dollars? Uh, it's a only, department store here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Tired, tired owlers. Only accept <laughs> loonies or toonies. Yeah, yeah. We like loonies and toonies. Um, we'll also take OVO stock. And um, I would like a Kawhi Leonard jersey, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll bring down a, a big, big, big thing of Tim Horton's Timmy's and some battery acid for you guys. Coffee, sorry, coffee. <laughs> Sick. Ooh. Uh, we're great businessmen. Sounds like a deal, sir. <laughs> Aaron, I think we just did a business. <laughs> we did a business all over this place. <laughs> We're going to be there again uh, next New Year, next uh, NYC. So I uh, hope you guys are going to come by too. Ooh, well, I guess we got it now. Yeah, now now we have to because we gotta we gotta sit there and watch our shirts make yeah. you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually, we're going to have, we, we're, we're rethinking some things about what we're going to do next year. So it's fun. All right. So you hear, you heard it here first. Yeah. First announcement. This is the first booth. First at quarter NYC announcement. Is going to be Katana and Sakana. So get ready for that. All you listeners out there and get ready for us to go over there and buy t-shirts from yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We talk about shirts like crazy. Where can the good folks go to uh, buy, to purchase these shirts? Well, when we're not at the convention, just go on our website, which is katanasakana.com, and everything's on there. Uh, we're trying to put more content on there on our blog about stuff that we've done and things we're thinking about. And we really appreciate when people reach out, similar to you guys and the dude who you know listens to you every day in the morning. People reach out and tell us, hey, I'd really like a shirt like this or something for a friend. And Often that's kind of what drives us to decide where we're going to go next. That's awesome. So yeah, so yell at them and yeah. <laughs> uh, social. Uh, where are y'all at on uh, social sites? Uh, Instagram, give us a call out. We're we're both kind of like social media literate, sadly. <laughs> um, I think our handle is Katana Sakana. Luckily, the name was uh, not super popular. Hey, that's half the battle. Is getting that getting that name out there, getting mm-hmm. that at right. You got to get that at right. I think other than Instagram, that's really it. We have like a Twitter and a Facebook, but I feel like, you know, they kind of got in the way of the MySpace. For you listeners, uh, we're going to be giving, doing a giveaway uh, with, uh, in conjunction with Katana Sakana uh, of their Saiyan Capsule shirt. It's very good. Um, So all you have to do is come over to our Instagram uh, and you'll see, uh, you'll, we'll have the rules of the contest there. It's very simple entry. And yeah, win yourself a Saiyan Capsule shirt. Yeah. We're, Dress like me. Yeah, be like Vince. Donald like Duckett Vince. like Vince. Donald Duckett all day long, saying capsules. You you win this shirt, you post a picture of yourself, Donald Duck and that bad boy. I'll send you one in kind. That is a hundred percent maybe. Don't ever do that, please. All right. Uh anything else from y'all while we're in this cave and these microphones. Right, right, right. Okay, we, we were talking about the episode earlier, taking it back to the Dragon Ball podcast. One of the questions we had is, why doesn't Darkness ever fight you? Powerful, he's got telekinesis, can throw rocks and teleport around, make lots of you know hallucinations of himself. But then when the world's ending, he's just like, nah. Yeah, Darkness never shows up. He's, he's got this divine fucking power water. Why doesn't he ever drink it himself and go and fight Frieza or Cell or you know Boo or anyone? That's right. Where where is darkness after this? Also, where has darkness been before this? Apparently, King Piccolo has been there before. But that's what we're like talking about. We're like, man, the the original show is great to watch. I mean, the overall story is wonderful. But some of the 
sort of like side plots in the middle, you're kind of like, there's, there's some big holes here. I got some questions. Where did that character go? Oh, if, if I can propose a theory mm-hmm. in reference, something not anime. <laughs> so I think it might be a Tom Bombadil situation from Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Okay. Right. I'm all powerful, but only in my house. <laughs> so what they got to do is they got to lure Frieza. They got to get Vegeta in there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll fight down here. Oh, okay. Similar to uh, Bibbidi's tactic against the Z fighters in the Majin Buu series, which I just watched a couple of fights of. But he... he Transports the Z fighters to the other fighters' home worlds where they would technically have an advantage. So, all we got to do is get Bibbidi Bobbidi and maybe Boo to transport all the villains down there. Or Goku could just use its transmission down the road. I, I think it'd be great. I guess the downside is if a villain accidentally drinks the divine water, survives, and survives. Survives. Oh boy. That sounds like Goku's MO, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done that before, right? <clears throat> hey, Cell, here's like a week. Get get stronger. We're going to get stronger. You get stronger. I guess it's like it's back in the era, too, when the creator was also the main like story writer, mm-hmm. artist, and author. So he's like, he's got to do everything. He's got a lot on his plate, you know? You yeah, that's true. Story or art, or uh, you can't do necessarily do both. I mean, I don't think there's anything Toriyama can't do. That's true. So uh, watch your tone, sir. <laughs> oh boy, that's, that's that's my boy right there. And, and for you to say that this is something Toriyama can't do, <laughs> it makes me cry. Hey man, he's still doing great work. I just finished the the latest Dragon Quest. He did all the artwork for it. Oh, these guys are real ones, Aaron. They're talking yeah. Dragon Quest. They got anime out the wazoo. They got dope ass t shirts. They are, uh, it has been a pleasure and an honor to talk with you in this cave, uh, Sebastian and Tomas. Yeah, same honor to be on your podcast. And I mean, with that, I think we got to throw it back to the episode. Yeah, I see. I think I see the exit. Yeah. Is that you? Is that you, Master Corin? Yeah, it's me. Climb on up here. I dropped the ladder for you. You look stronger. Uh, You guys want to come with us? We're going to hang out here. Corin sounds a little different than I remember, but <laughs> I have a cold. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta go score some of this ultra divine water, man. Maybe it's, it's legal up here. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is. I just heard about that. Yo, you guys got illegal. You guys got uh, legalized divine water. <laughs> Vince and I are going to talk about uh, moving to Canada, but uh, we'll be back at this episode. <laughs>